This is Lauren. And this is Anastasia. You're listening to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless. This week, it's Anastasia's turn. Oh, yeah. And it's actually a spooky. Yay! Like, a lot of spookies, actually. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This will be fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good one, hopefully. If not, well, meh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it'll be wonderful. We'll enjoy it. I I have a theme with my my favorite spookies, so, (laughs) yeah. You'll see. Okay. What are your happies for the week? Oh, my happies. My happies, my happies, my happies, my happies. Um, I have a bag of black licorice. That <laughs> makes me happy. I also have Cheez-Its in front of me. That also makes me happy. And peppermint tea in a very cute mug and a cuddly puppy and a soft blanket. I'm going with that. Okay. Yeah. How about you? I'm really happy that 2020 is done and I am really hoping that 21 has its shit together more than 20 did. Oh God, and also, I so. now I can make the joke that hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good joke. I like that. <laughs> it brings me joy. Yeah. That is good stuff. <sighs> so. Okay. That's out of the way. Do you want to jump into it? Yes. Tell me spooky spooks. Okay, I have my comfort we're, things. We're, we're going back across the pond. None of them are really that spooky, so... Okay. They're just like kind of douchey ghosts. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> that that is my kind of story. Yeah. Um, but apparently I I have noticed I have a real theme when it comes to like the spooky haunty stories. And they're all in England. <laughs> you you really do. You find all of the England spookies. Uh, so we're going back across the pond to the village of Pluckley in Kent, England. Love the name of that village. Pluckley. It is adorable. Like, ugh, it just it made me so happy. And so, the Guinness Book of World Records, they they don't have this category anymore. It has been what's called rested, which is ironic, given like this whole story of like the whole rest in peace thing. Um, but. Yeah, it, it also makes me laugh because it means I could have, like, a bazillion more ghost buddies in this village and no one's talking about it because, well, they it's don't. It's been rested. It's been rested. <laughs> um, so this category, again, doesn't exist anymore. But the village of Pluckley was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records as the most haunted village in Britain in 1989. Oh, dear God. Yep, with having... 12, possibly up to 15 ghosts being reported uh, <laughs> in residence in this village. That's too many ghosts. Sage. So, salt. It's even fire. more when you consider there's only, at least at the time of that, um, there was barely over a thousand people. There was oh, 1,069 no, no. people that lived in the village, which if you do the math, it's roughly... One ghost per about 85 people. Oh, and one ghost can fuck up 85 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. So that's fun. But (laughs) 
Pluckley is like most English villages, at least in my opinion. Um, they're all very quaint and cute and old, and that's our aesthetic. It it that's is. That's all there is to it. I just want to be a forest witch. That's that's all. <sighs> forest so witch bad. so hard. Like I would love that. <laughs> Give me that in a heartbeat. Um, I think part of it's because like American buildings are so boring and new oh, God, in comparison. Like. There's no character. There's just something about it. Like, on one hand, you get ghosts. On the other hand, you get such an adorable house. But also, they're like old ghosts. So, I feel I like... Ju- eh. <laughs> I am living for the day that, like, someone 50 years from now has oh, a story yeah. about being haunted by, like, Britney Spears or something. Or some yes. asshole that was a big Britney Spears fan just yelling, <laughs> It's Britney, bitch! At the, like peak of the midnight or something like oh i want it to happen so bad i don't want it to happen to me but i want it to happen oh yeah i want to read the story (laughs) oh it makes me happy Mm -hmm. so yeah the the first reference to this village was made back in 1086 in what was called the domesday book um, which it's not as terrifying as it sounds. I see your face. It um, sounds pretty awful. So how is it not as terrifying? Please tell me. Because it's Middle English. Like it, it it's Old English. So the translation okay. is pretty much what it sounds like. It's the Doomsday Book, which doesn't help what I'm saying. Yeah, here. I was going to say, this, this just sounds horrible. That is exactly what I expected it to be. How is it not that bad? So the... The Doomsday Book, It it's really just a book that assessors kept, and they would write a record of a man's holdings and the values that were associated with those holdings as a way to determine the taxes that were owed. Oh, it's basically death taxes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just tax <laughs> well, book. Uh, if that's the Doomsday Book, that's what I'm calling everything I work on from now on, because I do taxes. Yeah, please do. That makes your job sound so, so much more, much more like, interesting. epic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, way less exciting than the name would suggest. But Okay, that's fair. That but I got an amazing is. life hack for what I can call my job on job applications and resumes. So Exactly. <laughs> I have Doomsday to keeper. <laughs> Bless you. You have such nice little sneezes. <laughs> Mine sound like... Gandalf is battling the Belrog. <laughs> uh, I and have the Belrog another one. Had to sneeze. Just like sitting there. Achoo! You can do it. No, nope, I'm just going to huff it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back in 1086, Pluckley was even bigger than Ashford, which is a considerably larger town than Pluckley is nowadays. It is like its super big city cousin. But the parish church in Pluckley, which is St. Nicholas's church, it dates back to the 13th slash like 14th centuries. And in it, there's a chapel known as the Daring Chapel, which is separated from the rest of the church by two screens at the eastern end of the southmost aisle. The Daring Chapel was built in 1475. So we wouldn't talk about the Daring Chapel without a good reason, right? Okay. Uh-huh. Who's so, been daring their friends to do bad things? <laughs> uh, 
Well, they they feature pretty heavily. <laughs> so, Surinden Manor is in the village and was the residence of obviously the former residence of Sir Edward Daring, who was the first baronet. And so he lived from 1589 to 1644 before he was buried there. And as a cool side note, I found that the earliest extant manuscript text of any Shakespearean play was discovered there. And it's a... Right? It's a single play version of Henry IV, parts one and two. And so there were Darings that lived there at the manor before that, obviously, but he was like their most prominent one. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought that I was also cool. kind of wish I had the last name Daring right now. Well, I mean, it's spelled D-E-R-I-N-G, but yeah. It's like having the middle name Danger. Right. <laughs> Lauren Danger. <laughs> Lauren Danger. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so as you would imagine, we're going to jump right into it. There are a few darings that are buried there in the churchyard, and it's at St. Nicholas that we find our first ghost. So within the church, there have been sightings of a strange dancing orb of light that you can see in the upper section of the windows, and it's usually accompanied by a a knocking sound from the family vault that's beneath the visitor's feet. I mean, I liked the dancing orb until you (laughs) added floor knocking. knocking. I, I don't. No one should knock from a vault. Well, they just. No one. They want to come see their friends. No, thank you. Why don't you want to be their friend, Lauren? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I want to be your friend from a distance. It's like internet friends. You never actually meet in person. Sometimes <sighs> you do. I've actually done that. They're quite fun. Internet fun. friends are fun. But ghost friends, friends from a distance, my buddies. Distance. But they they want to come meet you. They're knocking to say, let us out. They want to come possess me, and I don't want that to happen. (laughs) Uh, So in 1970, a group of hopeful ghost hunters, they set up shop in the hopes of catching some something, anything. And they convinced Reverend John Piddock to let them stay the night in the church. Oh, no. So the Reverend locks them in. Goes to his his little residence at the church there, and the next morning he comes out to let them out, and the group said that they spent a a night in bitter boredom that was alleviated only by the company of the reverend's dog that came to visit them several times through the night. Which sounds the reverend doesn't have a dog, does he? He doesn't. He was very mm. confused and goes, um. Well, I don't have a dog, so I don't know what came to visit you, but it wasn't my dog. I would like to amend my prior statement about not wanting to be (laughs) close friends with ghosts. Dog ghosts are very welcome in my home. Or was it a church grim? Church grims are also welcome in my home because they're adorable good doggos in my brain. They are, except for the ones that were harbingers of kids dying. Yeah. But we all know that my eggs aren't going anywhere anyway, so, you know, meh. Nope. Dust them off. Just, they can, they can go to the church grim. That's okay. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we've, we have our first ghost, so we're going to head out of the church, and 
into the churchyard now. And the whole vibe of the cemetery is... It says something that it's described as a little spookier than normal. Like, cemeteries aren't usually cheery places. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. So, Lady Daring, she was one of the family members interred there in the yard in the 1100s. And I don't, I don't know if this was a common thing, but she was interred in a lead coffin. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was a, a common thing at that time, but... Seems a little excessive. <clears throat> a little much, um, but it had a red rose inlaid on the top. Oh, pretty. It is. Um, oh, no. Kind of. Oh, no. So it said she's been seen to wander the yard, and she's known as the Red Lady because of the rose, and she supposedly wanders looking for her stillborn child. Oh, no. Yeah, so not not so happy. But oh. on an interesting side note, I didn't know there was a type of ghost that's known as, like, a lady in red. Oh, I didn't know that either. I've only heard of lady in white. Right, I've I've only heard of her, but... The lady in red is supposed to be the ghost of a woman who was jilted, a sex worker who was killed in a fit of passion, or a woman of vanity. Oh. Yeah, and so they're usually seen Judgy. wearing a scarlet or like a blood red dress. So, yeah, that's a thing. Um, Interesting. I was expecting, but, like, from this story, I was expecting it to be, like, a woman who died in childbirth and her child was also stillborn or something like that. Right. But, no, it's just because she's got a red rose in her thing, hmm. I guess. Unless Ooh. she I mean, died. I, I don't know how she really died. I don't know if it was in childbirth or something else. Or something <laughs> with sex work, perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? Jilted? Um, could be jilted. I don't know. But interestingly, Leap Castle is also on my list to cover, and they are supposed to have a a red lady there who uh, carries a dagger. Ooh. So that's exciting. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't want to meet her, but also that sounds badass. Yeah, right? I want to carry a dagger. Would love to see you. Do not want to meet you. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So we head out of the churchyard. And we're going to go down the road from the church to a large white house that is known as Greystones, which I really want to go back to naming houses. Like, Yes. I, I For some reason, I love it. Like, well, you know, I've named my name. home. I, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I still love it. <laughs> I cannot explain what it is named on the air, though. <laughs> but you can ask us. <laughs> DM me. I'll tell you privately. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, we're at Greystones now. And so back in the Tudor era, a monk lived there, and supposedly he fell tragically in love with the daughter of the owner of a nearby rose court. The young woman, unfortunately, was not long for the world, and it's said that both their spirits haunt the grounds of their homes. Oh. Yeah, so at Rose Court, the female spirit there has become known as the Tudor Lady, and she is identified as a mistress of the mem- of a member of the Daring family, or a member of the family on a different account. I, I don't know. There were two two versions of it. Okay. Um, 
And it said that she can be heard calling for her two dogs, which girl after my own heart. Yes. <laughs> she is said to haunt both house and gardens between 1600 and 1700, so four and five o'clock in the afternoon, um, which is when she was supposed to have died. This oh. is also the time that the dogs in the nearby hunting kennels were usually fed. And when the kennels were later moved, the ghosts and dogs weren't heard again. Oh, she just stayed for the puppos. She just stayed for her puppies. That is a valid reason to be lingering around. Yeah. Um, but then it has a couple different sources, and all of this is, you know, only as good as any good ghost story is. You know, there's only so much validity you can expect, but I still love a good <laughs> a good ghost story. Agreed. Um but it's reported that the monk and the Tudor lady were friends, lovers, or they were in a love triangle, depending on what source you come from. So he is said to have died of a broken heart, and she died of suicide, having drunk a fatal cocktail distilled from the juices, which vomit, of ivy and other poisonous berries. Oh, man. Ugh. And there's, there's just nothing I can think of that would make that taste better. Just, ugh. But but it's said that she died by a window looking towards Greystones, which, ugh. I'm a sucker for a good sad romance. I really, me too. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, it's romantic, but also, like, so sad. <laughs> come on, England. What's up with all of your, like, longing romances that end in suicide? Right? No kidding. Romeo and Juliet, the Tudor lady and the monk. Come on. Ugh. Give us a good happy romance, just once. Just one. Just just one. Just one. So the ghost of the monk was last seen in 1971 by an unknown couple, and also again in 1989 by an American journalist who was also unidentified. So, eh. Hmm. But they claimed that they saw a brown-robed figure floating in the woods behind the house. Creepy. Creepy and also... I mean, that could be a bunch of things, but I like to think it was the monk. <laughs> Are you like me and you just start imagining it looks like Friar Tuck from Robin Hood, the Disney version? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> or even just Robin Hood men in tights. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Uh, me too. So we're going to head on from there. So we're going to go back down the road. And people say that you can feel a presence as you go and can hear the sound of a man and woman chatting happily along with the sound of a dog barking playfully with them. Oh. So they say the trio approaches you until they're almost on top of you and then they just kind of poof, fade away hmm. as they pass by. Yeah. And so I am, further. What? I am also accepting of that type of ghost. <laughs> right. Like... They're all pretty harmless ghosts, but I like them anyway. So further down the road is where Rose Court is, which we already covered. Um, but there are some strange things that do happen there aside from the Tudor lady. They say that things move around at night. You can hear strange groans and sighs and that the, the garden has a very eerie feeling to it. Which... Mm, I don't know. I just, I, I picture like the typical quaint English garden, but I also picture it like on a foggy night 
and just about anything's gonna be creepy at that point to me yeah pretty much i i also recently watched the holiday so now i'm just thinking yes of rose cottage from you know kate winslet's house in the holiday which well, i want they describe this whole village as pretty much looking like one that you could just like drop a movie set into oh my god i want to live there let's move yep we'll be forest witches there let's just go have a wonderful life in play uh, that sounds <laughs> lovely so further down the road there is the pinnock which is a river but it's also a little stone bridge that goes over what is described as a quaint babbling brook Okay. Which, could this place get any more freaking adorable? I don't think it could. It sounds pretty damn charming. Yes, but no. Oh, because no. Because I, I did forget about this one. Um, so, at the bridge, we meet the next ghost, which is Bridge ghosts as, are always a bad sign. Bridge ghosts are a bad sign. This one is particularly sad, unfortunately. She is known as the Watercrest Lady. So... On its banks earlier in the 19th century, there is an old, I know it's a derogatory term, but that's what they called it, an old gypsy lady mm. who eked out a very meager living gathering watercress, and she would sell it to the villagers. She was a very well-known local character who they basically considered her eccentric, but harmless. Okay. So every night, as the sun would go down, she would sit on the walls of the bridge and smoke her little clay pipe and drink gin from a battered old flask. Oh, she sounds like a fucking party. I love her. And it makes me all the more sad what happens to her. Oh, dear. So on one of these evenings, she falls asleep. The pipe drops onto the rags that she wore, and within moments... Her fairly alcohol-soaked clothing had erupted into a <gasps> raging ball of fire. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, and no one heard her. So she was found the next day, basically just a charred pile of ash and bone. And all they really could determine who it was was the battered old flask and a broken clay pipe. Oof. So... Since then, her ghost has been seen many times, and in the years, in a horrifying way, um, in the years that followed her death, she manifested as a screaming, howling figure <gasps> surrounded by flame. Oh, oh no. Yeah, understandably. Yep. Uh, yep. But as time went on, her appearance became nothing more than a faint pink glow that would hover in the air in the spot where she was burned to death. Uh, ew. Which, I hope that means that she's like slowly moving on. Yeah. That's like, that's what I thought of. I hope. God, I hope so. I hope. Oof. So, yeah, that was a watercress lady. Yeah. I I'm sad for her. Yeah, poor watercress lady. And so across the bridge, you come to a crossroads with, I said, a multitude of signs. So I'm just picturing like a, a signpost with just a shit ton of little like arrows and directions on sure. it with names. Beauty and the Beast style. 
Yep, pretty much. I'm on a Disney kick right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had put a note. Lauren, I know you've been watching Supernatural, so we know crossroads are no fun. <laughs> crossroads are bad things to stop at. Just keep moving. They are. And this one is really no exception to that rule. Um, it's named Fifth Corner, but the locals renamed it Fright Corner. Oh, dear. So strong start here. Uh, supposedly at this Fright Corner was where a highwayman met a grisly end. So story goes, in the 18th century, there was a highwayman who was pursued across the fields by, quote, the forces of law and made his last stand with his back to an oak tree that stood there until fairly recently when it was cut down. Hmm. He was supposed to put up a tremendous and spirited fight, but was finally overpowered and run through with the cold, sharp steel of several swords. Oh, damn. Yep. Could have just so, used one. Could have just used one. They didn't. Uh, they really wanted to catch him. But his last battle is from time to time repeated before fairly startled passerbys, um, especially in the early hours of winter evenings. Oh, weird. Yeah. Other people say that they see his lifeless body slumped forward <gasps> and pinned to the tree that no longer exists, obviously. Um, they describe it as just a phantom tree to go along with the rest of the scene uh, by a large sword protruding from his chest. Ooh. Yeah. We started off harmless and got creepy real quick. We we did. We did. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I feel. Yeah, well, hang in there. Okay. So it's not going to get better for a bit. <laughs> cool. So, I'm here. I've got tea. Let's do this. We're at the crossroads still, and there's a road called Smarden that leads into the Daring Wood. But it's got a nickname that I know that you're just going to love. Okay. It's called the Screaming Woods. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You don't want to go spend the night in the Screaming Woods? Have a nice little camp out? No. Half the time, I don't like regular woods. I love camping. I just don't like going and being outside with thin walls. I don't know why it makes it so much worse i just imagine there's immediately a monster on the other side of the tent 100 percent, or a every murderer. single time i i went camping for the first time in several years oh goodness i think it was 2018 now the the years have also blurred together yeah um but i took it may have been 2019 but i took coda it with 19. me it was just me and my dad and coda yeah. and it delightfully fun but guess what cody hears everything which means that i hear everything because Coda uh -huh. tells me mm -hmm. it's problematic oh you've got to be made aware she can't let her mom die i mean she definitely didn't let me die and if there was anything out there they were scared off by her surprisingly <laughs> large bark from a tiny little dog <laughs> she put on she, her big dog bark for it she's just protecting you mm -hmm. and scaring me <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need sleep it's fine <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're in the screaming woods. Uh, if you go in deep enough, they say travelers are basically uh, scared shitless every now and then by a sudden loud and anguished scream. Ooh. It, it always comes from very deep into the woods, and it's enough to send the birds to flight. And If the birds are running, you run. Right? And they say it's 
it varies between being obviously male and obviously female. So I don't know what happened in those woods, but bad things. I don't like it. Yep. Yep. So, okay. Enough of the creepy woods. We're going to go okay. back back to the bridge and... Take me back you, to town, Stasia. We're going back to town. Okay. So down the road is the blacksmith's... Blacksmith's Forge Tea Room. It's also called the Blacksmith's Arms, the Specter's Arms, and the Ghost's Arms due to, well, pretty much all the hauntings. Is it and, bad that I just kind of like imagine a pair right, of ghostly really arms. burly arms just like posing only the arms? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's had a couple different names over the years, and as lovely as it sounds, and I would love to go there, we unfortunately can't. Um, it has since become a private residence. Oh. But it does date back to the 14th century, where it originally held a, shocker, blacksmith forge, and later became an alehouse. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, backing up to 1997 when it was still the tea rooms, it was run by a Gloria Atkins who said she shared her home with at least two or three spirits. Oh, damn. One was a, um, was a knight who said his jovial form has been seen by several members of the family striding in and out of various upstairs rooms, which is just harmless and it almost kind of... feels like someone's pulling a prank on you. I don't right. know why. So I have not been to England, but the <laughs> the stereotype I just think of like I the Canterbury in... tale, like the Canterbury ghost. Yeah, I yeah. I just I have this stereotype in my mind that like every house has a suit of armor in it, and you could just put it on and clump around and fuck with right. people. And I know it's not true, and I know it's nope. not like I know that's not what's happening over there, but that's what my brain tells me could. Oh yeah, happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the second ghost is supposed to be a coachman who just kind of like sits sadly by the fire staring into it. Um, doesn't That's literally all he does. He just sits there getting warm, which, cool. again, pretty harmless. And the last one is supposedly a tutor maid who would stand by the fireplace and her whole job, I guess, was to just turn like the meat on the spit. And so I could see that being a full-time job at that time period. Yep. And so that's that's all she does. Is she stands there turning turning the spit. Just said people watched and were very confused because obviously Tudor era clothing and all that and turning ghostly meat on a hook. Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I mean there are definitely worse housemates. Yeah, you could have the blank, black monk. Wow, the Ugh. black monk in your house. Yeah, zero out of ten on that one. But yeah, Gloria said that she also experienced um, some other things. Like there was a line of mugs that were hanging on the wall, and she said that they would occasionally clink together as if someone had just walked by and run a finger across them. Oh, that's kind of creepy. I was like, I, I can't decide if I don't like that or not, because it's harmless, but still just like, hey, I'm here. Well, it's also, I have a little bit of, like, personal indignation at 
don't touch my mugs. Is that weird? We are, like, that's we definitely are possessive. <laughs> we are possessive of our mugs. Like, don't fuck with that. They could fall and break. I like and, those things. And that's my shit, damn it. Come on. Yeah, get your own shit. Uh, so Glory also said on a cold November afternoon, she was working in the kitchen when she heard the front door open and close. And she said that was followed by the sound of a chair being like, you know, scraping away from a table. And so she thought it was a customer. So she went to grab her notepad and went back to take their order, only to find the tea room was totally empty. Hmm. So she could see that the chair had been moved back from the table, but there was no one there. Are we sure it wasn't just someone? Well, she never heard anyone else leave. Hmm. And she had like, I imagine probably one of those like jingly things. I wonder how often that happened. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could see like you walk in and go to sit down. And you're like, oh shit, there's no one else here. I wonder if they're open. Then you leave. Yeah, but you would hear it with the little door jingles. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, food for thought there. <laughs> so yeah, back outside, we're back on Smarden Road. And we're going to wander for a bit until we come to Dick Buss's Lane, which... Was I know? Shush. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I'm twelve. We we are uh, okay. twelve. <laughs> okay. Um, but the lane was named for a miller back in the 1930s. Uh, I don't know. I've people don't seem to be well known in this area for good reasons. So I I don't know. I mean, I didn't find anything that he was a bad person, but in my experience a lot of roads get named because you live down them so like it used to be a private lane so it was your yeah, lane. Okay. it had your last name um at least that's how we do it over here a lot i've definitely seen plenty yeah okay that's, roads that that's how their names came about that's fair yeah. but yeah they they say the woods look lovely here but you and i both know we can't be fooled by pretty trees we grew up in the woods and we know better mm-hmm. <laughs> So in the 1920s, at the end of this lane, a group of children, which poor babies, on their way to school came upon the body of their teacher (gasps) hanging from the branch of a tree. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Sweet angels, no. Yeah. So they said they never found a reason for his suicide, but they thought that maybe he took his life after serving in World War I. Ooh. Which, understandable. PTSD. Yeah. Um, either way, very, very sad. Yeah. But it's said on certain nights when a light breeze wrestles the trees and a full moon sits high over the neighborhood, his ghostly form is seen clearly swinging back and forth, hanging from oh. the branch where his living form breathed its last breath. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yep. Oh. Don't oh, like it. Oh, that's my least favorite one. Oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> Don't oh no, like it. no. Ugh. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Mostly Ugh. just because it it's so sad and also weirdly like Ichabod Craney. Yeah. Am I thinking the right one? The, the Headless so. Horseman? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I I mean I could be wrong. It's very possible I'm wrong, but we're on the same page, so uh, go with yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I ju- it just makes me think of, I forget which forest it is in Japan, but there is a forest that is yes. known for people going in and committing suicide. Oh, and yeah. it's supposed to be like hell haunted. Yeah, no, that was actually on my list too. And I decided at 1 a.m. that was uh, too much to cover. Uh, so. Well, I support you if you would like to cover it because I'm never going to cover it. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. So we're going to move on from that one. Okay. And so we've got now Dickie or Richard Buss, who was a fairly well-known figure around town in the early 1900s. And his spirit is said to haunt the now ruined and abandoned windmill, which is called the Pinnocks. So Dickie closed his mill in 1930. Not really sure why. I like to think maybe he just retired. Um, But in 1939, the mill was destroyed when it was struck by lightning during a fairly strong, unexpected storm. He's said to haunt his old mill and is usually seen right before a thunderstorm. Okay. So. I kind of like that one. Yeah. that's That's not that bad. Just don't go to the mill before a thunderstorm. Yeah. Well, and I like to think, like... I hope he died of, like, old age and was like, well, I spent a lot of time here. I'm just going to hang out. And so, yeah, this a- is my spot. I'm just going to be well. a weird weather forecasting ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the rain. Yep. It's a coming. It's a coming. Uh, so to backtrack the rest of the way out of the woods, we go towards what's known as the bakery. And so, <laughs> and yeah, not not for a creepy reason. No people were baked there. Because for some reason, I immediately went to your uh, sloth furnaces. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, why is it called the bakery? <laughs> but no. So during renovation of this property, the builders ended up removing an old Victorian fireplace. And they found the home's original hearth, Ooh. which, um, as you'd expect, uh, typically during renovations of an old place, If it's supposed to be haunted, that usually stirs things up a bit. So they started hearing footsteps that they said would stamp across the upstairs rooms and fall silent when they reached the spot where the old fireplace had been. And that strange, uh, like, cold spots would be found, especially in front of where the old fireplace was. And it didn't matter how hot the day was. It was just, like, ice furnace or, like ice fridge cold in that spot oh that's funky which i mean if you hate hot weather that's a great place to uh cool off but yeah just go chill with the ghosts that's cool yeah yeah just don't think about it too hard (laughs) (laughs) take some headphones maybe wear a big puffy jacket or something so nothing can touch you make sure that you are you know (laughs) <laughs> don't touch the microphone so creepily <laughs> but they just want to be your friend lauren the soft touch of doom just well you didn't want to see th- come visit them when they knocked so <laughs> they did i will give them credit they tried to be polite first they, they did try and be polite will you but please they let need, us out they need to understand consent better <laughs> uh they're ghosts no they means no ghosties they don't care. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this whole stretch of the road isn't super great either. 
So they say that there are visions of a horse-drawn carriage and that you can hear the, the clip of horses' hooves over Maltman's Hill, which I don't know why Maltman just made me laugh, but... It reminds me of like the ice cream man or something. Yeah, like exactly. Malts, I think of like malt shakes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a babysitter reported seeing the coach as if it was real. They said that you could see light pouring from the windows of the carriage as the horses pulled it along the street. Oh, wow. I was like, mm, that's a little too realistic for me. And then in, in 97... That virtual reality technology is going crazy. <laughs> yeah, not prepared for that. Ew. Not prepared for that. Uh, so back in 1997, there was a driver who almost crashed because they said they heard the clatter of horse hooves on cobblestone, but it was a paved road now, so oh no, no more cobblestones there. They say spectral horses can be heard, but never seen, and they're heard to go racing by the houses like assholes in the early <laughs> morning, like early morning. Like that rude. sounds like horses. <laughs> Just rude. They're morning horses. That's all. What can you do? That's well, but when like they're awake. <laughs> going down the road. Yeah. So, like, I'm just like, they better have some damn important messages to deliver to their ghost buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that it's only the horses and really they're just, like, fucking with people. Like, the horse is the only one that really stuck around. Yeah, I do prefer that version, but... Yeah, I don't I don't think that's the reference Probably here. Probably not, but that's what I like to imagine. Uh, yeah. So, we're at the end of our tour, and we're going to go down to the Black Horse Inn. So, at the Black Horse Inn, they have a more shy set of spirits in the pub than there are in the former tea rooms, Spectre, Ghost Arms, whatever you want to call it. And they describe them as cheeky, but they're never seen. Okay. So, I mean, not bad. So they're playful so, little guys. Yeah, playful kind of douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Black Horse Inn is a pub, which used to be a farmhouse that belonged to the local bailiff and was surrounded by a moat, which is fancy. I mean, and... I love it. Yeah, that's one way to keep people away. <laughs> that's the way to pandemic in style. <laughs> right, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's famous for things disappearing from right in front of people, which I don't like. That um, pretty douchey move. It is. But they do seem to have a conscience of some sort because usually a few days after the stuff disappears, it turns up again. Oh, okay. I mean. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, to be honest. It depends on what they took. Yeah, I got that's I got mixed all. feelings about it. I I don't I don't like it, but I do yeah. like the option of getting my stuff back. Yeah. Eventually. So Laura Gambling, she was one of the managers there in ninety seven and she had wrote down a couple of her experiences there. Ooh. So she said her first Sunday there, she was enjoying a cup of tea just before opening on a busy Sunday lunch session. And looked up and happened to notice a glass on the shelf above the bar move just a little bit. As she watched, she said she was very astonished when it began to slide along the length of the shelf, stopping just before it reached the edge. Which to me is like 
there's a cat up there just like tapping mm-hmm. it along. Just be like, <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna push it all the way, but I could have. Yeah, but the cat totally would. Oh yeah, the cat would. <laughs> and she said uh, some of the other activity she witnessed was. It was though an unseen hand lifted cutlery from the dresser and arranged it neatly on the side. And there was a spot in the kitchen where the pet dogs would stop abruptly and bark at something or someone that only they could see. And there was a room upstairs that the dogs would refuse to go into. I'm with the dogs. I'm with the dogs. Uh, Sadly, the pub is closed temporarily due to covid which shocker but it is still open and it is still active um we can do pluckley yeah we have maybe don't sleep in pluckley yeah maybe we'll go stay in ashford (laughs) yeah (laughs) or we'll just salt everything it'll be okay We'll we'll salt it all it's okay um but there are two bonus ghosties there is a white lady of saint nicholas's church who's said to haunt both the church and her old family home of Cerndon Daring. The grand house there was destroyed in a blaze in 1952, but her spirit is supposedly seen by staff from the U.S. Embassy who used the property as a base between World War I and World War II. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, one employee even supposedly held an all-night vigil on Christmas Eve and... When the lady in white appeared in front of him, he shot her ghost with his rifle, which, rude. Oh my gosh. I and mean, also, startling. you should go talk to the brown lady of Raynham Hall and see how well that worked for him. It, it did not end well, that's how. <laughs> it did not. And then our last one is, unfortunately, another sad one. I didn't mean to end on a sad one, but... Uh, in Parkwood, there was a colonel who hung himself there, and they say you can still see him wandering through what remains of the trees. Most of the area has been cleared since then, but you can still see him wandering oh, around. Buddy. Oh, buddy. Ending on sad ones is why we have palate cleansers. <laughs> I know. But there you have it. That is our most haunted village in Britain. Um all of it is highly debatable because it's all circumstantial and all just eyewitness accounts. But I still love a good ghost story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I you like ready it. for a palate cleanser? Please. Always. So, I've got a backlog of Katie puns. <gasps> Yay! So we're going to go with those. This is just, just going to turn into the Katie section. Right? I I love it so much. <laughs> um. Did you hear about the time that Fruit of the Loom took Haynes to court? No. It was a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. <laughs> no wonder I didn't hear about it. <laughs> right? Do you know what a dinosaur's least favorite reindeer is? Comet? Comet. Comet. Oh. <laughs> The uh, the image that goes with this is truly adorable. I don't know if you can see this. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All our the listeners, dinosaurs look so shocked and upset. It's a dinosaur trying to do like stand up 
And he tells this joke, and it pans out to the audience. It's just a bunch of sad-looking, silent dinosaurs. <laughs> and he's just making the, ah, gotcha face. <laughs> eh? 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 <laughs> no one is picking uh, up what he's putting down. No one. Do you know why the green pepper couldn't practice archery? Why? It didn't have an arrow. Oh, okay. I was expecting it to be something like it, like it, it didn't have a salt in its system or something like that. I don't oh, know. That's how, a good one. It didn't have an arrow is better. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. What position does a ghost play in soccer? Uh, I don't know. Goalkeeper. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> What's a little ghost's favorite game? Uh, I don't, I, again, I don't know. Hide and shriek. Hide, okay, I was trying to come up with something <laughs> for hide and seek. I'm like, hide and boo? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh, here's, here's a good one to end on because it's very fitting. Why do ghosts hate the rain? Why? It dampens their spirits. <laughs> it's very appropriate because it has been pouring nonstop at my house this entire episode. So much rain, like so much. Our property has geese and ducks on it just paddling around. There's oh my gosh, so much got water. The, your family lakes have come into their own. Yeah. So much water. Yeah. But that's all I have for this week. Thanks for listening and check back next Sunday for another episode. If you need some extra spookums, check out our mini stories at waittobannock.com. And as always, if you have a story to share or you have some great puns to share, uh, send us an email at waittobannockpodcast at gmail.com. Make good choices and remember, wait, wait to, to panic. panic.